From getting her PhD in psychology to starting a nonprofit, Dr. Michelle Haley shares her journey of why connecting and educating on mental health issues is so important. My favorite thing she said was, the hard work is in the diving in. No one else can tell you what your values are. Stay tuned for her inspiring story. You don't want to miss it. Welcome to the Power of Investing in People podcast. And today, my guest is the amazing Dr. Michelle Haley. Welcome to the show, Michelle. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. So we met just like a few weeks ago, right? Yeah. You know, with 2020, I feel like it was it weeks or months. I can't remember. I know. (laughs) It all runs together, right? Yeah, exactly. And uh, you have started this nonprofit. So for those of you who don't know, Dr. Michelle Haley believes that education is a right, not a privilege. And she founded the nonprofit Together Well after an incident in her own family, clearly demonstrating the critical role that education can play in addressing mental health issues. Her deep understanding of the mental health field comes from 15 years of experience in a variety of different roles, including CEO, therapist, researcher, thesis chair, and adjunct professor. She holds a Bachelor of Science degree with honors in psychology from Old Dominion University in Norfolk, Virginia, as well as a master's and PhD degrees in clinical psychology from the California School of Professional Psychology in San Francisco. And you can find out more of, about uh, Michelle at togetherwell.org. And we'll have that in the show notes. So welcome to the show, Michelle. I'm so glad to have you. Thank you. It's great to be here. And I always start off with the first question of what does investing in people mean to you? Yeah. So it's such a great question and it's so multi-layered. Um, investing is comes from like so many different spaces. So like looking to really better humanity overall through linking people through like access to healthcare, financial resources, quality of care, equity. And so to me, the sort of crux of all these different spaces is the interconnection between mental health and wellness. Um, It's really the cornerstone and so of people's life. And so That's also part of why I created Together Well is because I wanted to create a way to help people lower barriers to finances for mental health, access to mental health, um, providers, quality of care, and expertise. Um, So investing in people is, is helping give people the education, resources, and tools so that they can make the next steps that are best for them. Mm. I love that. I love, I love, I love, I love that you're linking mental health, right? And and I think there's such a need, especially in the year of 2020, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. So was there a, an, a defining moment, if you will, that you were like, you know what, there is something missing and I am the person to be, to be the link, be that missing link? 
Yeah. I mean, I would say, so I started doing um, workshops in my, my training and graduate school. And before that, I worked as a case manager at a homeless shelter. And I would do these workshops and these groups for people on various topics, like whether it was like how to up-level your credit or like wellness, like these different types of topics. And I just sort of saw how you could help people very quickly in a short amount of time, as opposed to like doing like clinical, which I think therapy is awesome. I think that's great. I feel like everyone can have a therapist, you know, like, yeah. that's great. but, um, but like with workshops, it's just like with, with being able to help people so quickly and seeing the utility in that. And, and so that's why, you know, through those experiences, I was like, I needed to create an opportunity because we really don't have that. Um, currently there's a lot of like therapist types of directories, but we don't currently have a platform out there that connects therapists to the community to offer emotional wellness workshops. And so that's why I wanted to create it because I saw the utility and it was missing. Um, there are a lot of sites out there that have, um, people who, are great, but like they don't necessarily have like the mental health degree that know about like the ins and outs of the diagnostic criteria of like anxiety or PTSD or you know those sort of things. So these these workshops are really like designed to help like okay like here's the information about like depression and so here are resources where you can go to get them um, or opioid um, issues or addiction issues. So yeah. Gotcha. And is there a, um, I'm trying to find the right word. Is there a benefit to having it as a workshop rather than, um, going to see a therapist? Yeah, I think, and there's pros and cons to both, just like a lot of things. And so with having a workshop, oftentimes people may hold mental health stigma and not be willing to like do therapy. So workshops really offer an opportunity to go, um, and get education. A lot of times people are willing to get education and go to a workshop versus like going to therapy. And it also, you know, it's so cool to see the power in a group of people who are going through the same thing you are. It's like, oh, I'm not alone in this. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes when you're in therapy, like you don't get that validation from all the other people in the group. Mm-hmm. But that in itself is such a healing quality, you know, and brings a lot of catharsis, I think. And how long are your workshops typically? They can, they can really vary. So it's up to you how long you want the workshop to be like, so you could be, you know, an um, HR person who comes to our website and wants to have a workshop on wellness for their staff, like an eight hour wellness day, or you could be a school principal who you have 45 minutes in a staff meeting. What can we fit in for our staff? You know, like, yeah, let's do a workshop on how trauma impacts the developing mind, you know, for our staff. And so we have 45 minutes. And so you could also do elected to like a series of workshops. Um, so it's really up to you. Yeah. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. I love that you can, um, you have, you're linking people together. Uh, like you said, the therapists who have the educational background, to the organization that needs that information. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I really think that it's important that like so many times when, at least this has been my experience is like, I go to the doctors and I, you know, like I, 
I want help or I want a certain kind of treatment. And the doctor's like, no, this is what we're doing. And I'm like, "Mm, but this is what I want. And so I feel like sometimes like my needs have gone unaddressed. Uh Um, And so I really want it to be the experience. Like you elect what kind of information you want to get and you designing with collaboratively with the, with the uh, mental health professional, what kind of workshop you want and design it together. Mm, I love that. And, you know, in the, in the age of Google, Dr. Google, right. Anybody can Google anything (laughs) and go, Oh, yep. That's what I have. I totally have PTSD. I totally have depression, you know, what have you, or or maybe they've gotten a, an actual diagnosis. And like you Mm -hmm. said, it wasn't necessary. They didn't feel comfortable with the route that their therapist gave them. Right. So this is a great way to really provide uh, additional opinions and additional information on Mm -hmm. that diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not meant to like, it's really not therapy also. Like it's just straight up like education resources. Here's where you can go next. Yeah. And it's, it's great because it also serves as like, if that person who's giving the workshop does therapy and you guys hit it off, perhaps you engage in therapy with them later, you know? So it's, it's a good, um, option for a lot of people for sure. Nice. Nice. And like for me, the, the workshops that I do, it is, you know, kind of being able to lead up to, do they want to have more coaching or do they need a therapist? And as a coach, I have no problem with saying, okay, this is out of my comfort zone. I really need to, 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 to forward you to someone else. So I love that you have this resource because as a coach, you can always recommend someone Mm -hmm. on your website for uh, therapy as well. Yeah. And to be on our platform, people have to have at least a master's degree or above in a mental health field. So like, just like it is like, if you go to school, like not all the professors are licensed. So, so just making sure with that person that they're a licensed therapist, as opposed to just having a master's degree too, if they're, if you're going to engage in therapy. Gotcha. Gotcha. I love that. So what, like, let's go back to Michelle as a child and what made you decide like <laughs> this was the route that you wanted to go? Because maybe our listeners are listening and they're like, huh, you know, I've always thought about psychology as something that's interests me. Yeah. Um, but was there something that you're like, no, this is exactly the direction I needed to go? Yeah. You know, it's so funny how I would say it's a series of things like situations that led up to going into the field. I, you know, I wouldn't say that there was one particular moment, but there was something that spoke to me when I was, you know, in high school, you have to be like, what am I going to be when I grow up? And I can't say in high school, like, yeah, I want to be a psychologist. Like I, you know, it was something in me that just picked that. As like an option, like undergrad, knowing like I could change my major later, you know, it was just something innately in me. Like, I wish I had a great reason, but like, (laughs) it was, it was an 18 year old who was like, this sounds good, you know? Sure. But I do think, you know, and people always joke that psychologists go into it to figure out themselves. I think that's true. Who doesn't go into their career to do something about themselves? You know what I mean? So there's also probably like through circumstances growing up as a child where like I learned about the mental health industry and and so uh, sort of that sort of formed, but it wasn't a conscious decision. Through my classes in undergrad, like I loved the field and it's so versatile. You can teach, you can do clinical work, you can do research, you can do community interventions. 
And it's so intrinsically rewarding to connect with people. And as you know, as a coach, support someone on their journey, like it's so intrinsically rewarding. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. And that's the thing I think most people, you know, forget uh, is to find what lights you up is what I call it. Right. And if helping someone else lights you up, then, you know, figure out that path for you. What's best for you. It might be, it might be like, you know, like you did go and continue to your education and go and get your, your PhD, or it could be going to be a coach or it could be, you know, a million different other things could be, you know, welding welding and making art, you know, (laughs) you have no idea. Yes. And, and that's the thing too, like, um, I always tell people to think about what else they would do if it was like for, for healers in the space, you know, what is that secondary thing you would be and how does that relate to your joy? And so like, I find that when you also look at the second thing you would be, it sort of creates like a more specialized niche to like help light your fire also. And so when I think about like, well, what's that secondary thing that I would be, a big part of it, like it's being an attorney. And so, which is interesting, you know? Yeah. So it's like weaving in, like, you know, for me, it goes back to question number one, like, like I want to invest in people. I want to help people and support people. And so together well is like really that crux of like psychology and like, like bringing in element of justice of creating equity and access to care and like those sort of things. And so it's really interesting to see how people's careers, when they're really loving what they do, how they're actually accessing so many different passions about themselves. Yes. And the fact that you just did not, you just fell into it without making a conscious decision. I mean, that's, <laughs> that's a huge, and I'm sure the, a, a very small percentage of the commute of our listeners are that way. I think a lot of times we go into something thinking that it's going to be one thing and then yeah. you find out like, okay, that's not it. Right. Totally. So, and it's cool to pivot, you know, totally cool to pivot and you learn things and you take those and you weave it into something else, you know, like maybe there was an element of something you loved about that. And so you fell into that. And so like, how do you bring, saunter that back into like your main calling, you know? Absolutely. So a lot of people that uh, I work with personally and that are probably listening to the show have some degree of right now, they're like mid um, you know, maybe thirties to on, on up and they're, they've already been in the workforce, right. Yeah. And they've done something. And right. so now they're in that transition of maybe they were in the military and now they're getting out and they're going into civilian life, or maybe it's something else. Like they've been, you know, let go from their job or they're trying to figure out what's next. Cause they're really unhappy in their job. Right. Do you have um, any kind of advice that you would give them? Yeah. From the transition, I think it's, really, it's always great to work with like, um, either therapist or career coach around like kind of identifying what your personal values are. I I love values exercises, like just as an initial step, because it can feel really like disorienting and overwhelming when you're trying to figure out your path. Mm -hmm. Um, it's like, where is the beacon of light to guide me? And like, I I think sometimes people feel like almost an impatience to get there, but like taking a deep, because financially also like there's legit reasons for that, but, but like, so like breaking it up into like um, exercises, I think can be really helpful with a guided coach or therapist. And so like a values exercise, oftentimes 
when I help people with values, um, it's something that they hadn't really thought of before. Like if you say, do you have values to someone? They're like, yeah, I have values. And you're like, what are they? And they're like, you know, like, I don't know what my value, you know? Right. So, so like, and you think of like, okay, well, how did you develop those values? And usually it's because my parents taught me this, but values are really something that are generated from within and come from within. And so if we had more time, we could do like a thing on it. But it, and so like, I feel like breaking up the, that, um, you know, when someone's in that state of trying to figure out what they want to be, like creating a series of going through a series of exercises to help illuminate what it is that you want and, and letting your values guide you. Because if you veer away from acting on your values, I think that's when um, you, you jeopardize running into a job instead of a career and a career is something that you love and you're passionate and like what you're talking about, like having that fire ignited and in you, mm-hmm. whereas if you have a job, it's more like, you know, it's like you're nine to five. You can't wait to get done. Whereas if you're in a career, sometimes like you're, it doesn't feel like work because you're so in love with it, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 And I'm just thinking of, uh, you know, like I said, some of my, my listeners are probably, you know, from the military, their values was service. You know, like they were fully committed to serving um, not just other people, but I would say our country, right? And now they're like, okay, now what do I do? And still stick with that um, service kind of value. So needed. Like we need in our country, like people who want to serve. And like, I see that as a huge strength. And so like, what, uh, what else, like what feeds you and how do you bring that all together? And there's just, there is endless opportunity. That's the, that's the amazing thing. There's no capped limit of opportunity in the world, even though it feels that way sometimes. And it just through like unveiling these layers of like, what are my values? What are, you know, these other pieces of me, like the, the world's, what's that expression? The world's your oyster or something like that. I don't know how that started that phrase, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is kind of a weird phrase. <laughs> I, I think about phrases all the time. I'm like, I don't know why I just said that or where that comes from, but right, yeah. Where does that come from? So if you are listening to this and you know the answer where that came from, please put it in the comments. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Please send us a message and uh, let me know so we can, we could add that for sure. That's too yeah, funny. The bottom of it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. too funny. Um, so just thinking about, you know, all the things that you said about, you know, really defining your values. And I know you said you didn't have time, but is there a particular value that you see with working with clients, patients that there is abundance of, and then there's a lack of? Um, so values are, there's, there's not a a particular, like there's not enough or a lack of it's whatever is your roadmap, like whatever is your beacon. So like, it's really what speaks to you. So for example, I'll just share like one of my values is, um, patience. It's also a virtue. And if it was something I was good at, right? It wouldn't be a value. It mm. usually values two or something you always strive for, you know? And so I had to like, really look back at like, why is patience one of my values? And so you go back and you think like, what's your earliest time where you created your value? And so for me, I have a memory of 
Um, I was a child. I think I was in like fifth grade. All I wanted for Christmas was an incubator to hatch quail eggs. I don't know. Actually, I think it might've been second grade. I don't, yeah. I think to hatch second. what? Quail eggs. Quail eggs. Okay. <laughs> I grew up in Maine, like gotcha. in a rural community. <laughs> I wasn't a city girl. Wow. What a, what a gift that you were asking your parents for. I love yeah, that. Yeah. I think it was actually second grade. Fifth grade was a terrarium, but I wanted to go to some, but gotcha. um, so so I remember like that the quails just weren't hatching and my, you know, all of a sudden one day, one of the little quails starts to hatch and I'm like, mom, like the hail, the quails hatching. So she comes and we start trying to like take the shell, you know, she's like taking the shell. And what we all know is like when you do that and you bust up in there and you take the shell off the quail, it dies because that's such a fundamental process of its growth. And so for me, I think about that when I think about patients, because a lot of times we want to get in there and help our our patients. We want to help our clients. But if we go in there and we do the work for them, Mm. then we're not really helping them. Right. Like we have to be patient. We could, we can see the finish line sometimes for, it's so much easier to see things when it's not yourself, you know, but like we don't have the patience to like bring, reel it in then we're not actually helping them. It's that other phrase, like you can teach a man or woman to fish or something, you know, but you, you know, you can't, I don't know that quote, what's that phrase too? And where did that come from? Add it to the list. You know? <laughs> well, so, I'm thinking you can teach a, a horse to drink, but you can't lead him to the water or you can lead him to the water. You can't teach yeah. him to drink. Yeah. So what I'm thinking of is like, you know, if you give a man to fish, he eats for the night. If you yes. teach him a fish, he eats for a lifetime. Yes, absolutely. And so I think about that, like help clients develop the skills so that then they don't need you anymore because they, they can generate the questions and things on their own kind of. Well, and I think that goes into parenting. Patience goes into parenting. Everything. You know, Every- absolutely. Uh, yeah. You know, even as a, as a, um, I'm also a hairstylist and even as a oh. trainer in a salon and it, I was educating like, I've probably educated hundreds of people in the salon and they would go, okay, why do I have to do this haircut for the, you know, 15th time? And I'm like, yeah, because you know, it's one, you, you learn every single time Mm -hmm. something new about it. And I can't teach you how to learn that thing. You have to experience it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing about values too, and you're bringing up a good point because you're saying like, even in parenting, even in this, the what's cool about values is you don't get different sets of values across different like personal and professional you have one set of values that guide you through your life mm-hmm. and and so when you act out of accordance with your values that's when like anxiety or like these other symptoms start can happen or you know the cognitive dissonance between being your true authentic self and um who you're being and so you get one set of values that help you navigate your life in all your different spheres. And so is there a quiz that you recommend or that you have seen or that you've created on your own to like really have somebody dive into what their values are? It's really exploratory questioning with people. It's, it's really, it's not a quiz. I'm sure there's stuff online. I don't know the efficacy of those sort of things. These are just things like I've learned in my my own graduate programming, but they're, they're basically like inquisitive questioning, you know, about kind of exploring values, but there's, I think that there's probably different like training programs online around it, but 
Yeah. I just think it, sometimes the hard work is just diving in, you know, yeah. it's not, unfortunately there's no one else can tell you what your values are, you know? I agree. Yeah. I agree. And, and I agree with the whole, you know, the hard work is the diving in. Yeah. So many times we want to, um, we expect other people to fix things for us. Yeah. Uh, maybe that's how we grew up or, you know, is as a young woman, you know, growing up, you're thinking that the man is supposed to like help you right. in some way, shape or form, right? Be that, um, oh, what is it called? The uh, knight in shining armor. Sure. And you really have to understand that you, you have a choice mm-hmm. in how you show up in the world. You have a choice of how you live your life. Totally. And you have a choice of how to heal. Mm-hmm. And I think for myself and um, other people who have experienced trauma, that they're, they forget that they have a choice. Yeah. Like they get stuck in the experience and not realizing that they have choices on how to move forward and not call it a, I call it PT, uh, post-traumatic growth rather than post-traumatic stress. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of opportunity. And I think sometimes when you get become like triggered, you, it's easy to, um, it's hard to not be able to see outside the circumstance. Yeah. Yep. Definitely. But there's, that's why it's so helpful to have like a therapist or a coach. And I love a therapist. I have a therapist, you know, like, oh yeah. All psychologists, like therapists usually have therapists, you know, and ain't no shame in the game to get one, you know, and help somebody have somebody help you through those spaces or um, having like a coach help guide you through these transitional periods. Like you're saying, like trying to figure out, like what career trajectory to bring that back to how you were talking about um, people coming out of the service and what do they want to do, you know, just to have like a, someone to help you through that path. Agreed. And I, as a coach, I have not only just a coach, but I also have a therapist too. Yeah. You know, I think it's so important. And I also recommend that you take um, as uh, the listeners that are listening, hopefully they're not thinking, well, if I ask for help, then that shows that I'm weak. I've heard that one before. I've heard that. I mean, that's part of why I created Together Well is because it's like, you know, I want people to be able to access care and not worry about the stigma. There's lots of stigma out there and no one thinks you're weak. In fact, I don't know if people watching have listened to the Brene Brown's Vulnerability Netflix show, like watch it three times, you know, like, right. Yeah. Because vulnerability is the strength. It's so easy to be like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm, I'm not weak. I'm not going to work on my issues. But it's actually the exact opposite if you really think about it. And it's a little bit of, it can be like a defense to really want to grow. And so it's like, really look at why you hold that stigma about mental health. I totally agree. And I think part of it is our society, right? There's yes. such a huge, almost like a, 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 closet of let's not talk about mental health. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Which, oh yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, which I think is amazing that you've created this community to really bring the spotlight to it. So thank you so much for the work that you've been doing. Thank you. That means a lot. Yeah. And we're a startup. We started um, a year ago in October. And so we're, you know, we're just trying to get out there and help people. And so we're really just trying to get the word out about our services. We're a nonprofit, um, like I was mentioning. And so 
we really are trying to also support the therapists and the mental health professionals on our platform by reinvesting in them and supporting them, which is actually different than a lot of for-profit organizations where that money ends up going to one person at the top. Mm-hmm. Um, but as you know, with like COVID, a lot of uh, mental health professionals are seeing higher, um, more cases, more intensity of cases. Plus they're dealing with their own stuff with COVID, you know? Right. And so we really have to support the essential workers and the therapists that are helping to support us. So mm, I totally agree. So what's next for Dr. Michelle Haley? What's next? Um, what's next? Like in terms of just life or together well, or all of the above. Well, um, all the above. Well, that's, that's a, that's a fun one. I, I really want to expand together well internationally. We just started serving also, um, the ability to serve Canada. Nice. So, yeah. Yeah. So we're national and then we're starting to work with Canada. And so we want to expand it to other countries. Um, we're also currently working on our MVB two, which is like our next upgraded version of our website. Um, so it has a, a even more like a better user experience. Um, and we're also considering um, doing a Together World podcast also. So mm, that's yeah. Exciting. Yeah. And I'm also thinking about getting another dog. Uh, uh, personal <laughs> note. <laughs> yes, as you yeah. should. <laughs> as I should. Yeah. We put it in an application for another dog. So <laughs> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Some people have kids, some people have dogs, some people have businesses, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Yeah. You're all nurturing at the same. So all nurturing, you know, it all comes back together. Um, Yeah. So, so if someone is listening to this and they're like, okay, so I don't really have a huge budget for therapy and I don't have insurance. Yeah. um, But I really am interested in together. Well, what, uh, what, what would you say to them? Mm, great. Yeah. So like if they work for an organization um, or they, they have a bunch of friends and fi- like, for example, let's say somebody is, has somebody in the family who has an addiction issue and, you know, they don't want an intervention. They don't, they can't afford like a family therapist to come in and do like a session, like the, you know, insurance, you know, isn't covering anything. They could have a workshop facilitator come and just do like, this is what the opioid epidemic is. And here's symptoms of opioid addiction, here are resources, and then like leave. So it's just like, if you could have someone come and do a workshop for a family, you, if you work at an organization and you notice that your um, staff is stressed, you could have somebody come and do a workshop there. Um, And so there's oftentimes too people are willing to do pro bono workshops, workshops mm-hmm. completely for free. So we actually have somebody who is doing a workshop right now for a national nonprofit completely free of charge. Um, so, wow. so there's opportunities to get free workshops, low bono workshops, um, and then some facilitators charge more money. But workshops are also very cost effective. Um, the traditional 50 minute therapy session, national average, I think is like 160, um, even more out here in the Silicon Valley where I live, um, it's even higher and it can range upwards to 250 for a 50 minute session, 300. 
So a lot of people can't afford that out of pocket, especially because a lot of insurance won't necessarily over cover um, or provide long-term coverage. And so again, workshops are not therapy, but it can be a, a good step to help you figure out where to find cheaper, more affordable therapy too. Absolutely. So if they go to your website, the togetherwell.org mm-hmm. and they are wanting to, um, you know, find someone who has the low bono or the pro bono, like you mentioned, where do they start? Yeah. So we have a search tool and you can type in what kind of, like, if you're looking for like, um, a trauma workshop or LGBT or whatever topic you're looking for, um, you type in the topic and you'll, different, um, mental health professional facilitators will pop up and you can just message them and tell you, Tell them what your circumstance is. Hey, I'm a principal. I work at a school. Are you willing to do a workshop? And then you guys negotiate what that looks like. And so a lot of therapists are willing to do like more of a pro or a low bono in like situations of NGOs or whatever the circumstance may be. So you guys can talk about it and figure out what works for you. Um, and so that's one of the that's one of the highlights. I think it's really collaborative. I love that. And I just want our listeners to understand that Michelle's not saying that together well is the, uh, the, it's just a facilitator. Yeah. To bring the two parties together. We're matchmaker. Yeah. I love that. And it's not about together well getting, um, you know, doing negotiating or pricing things. We don't even get any of the money. We don't even take any of the money from the workshop. That is amazing. Amazing work that you're doing, Michelle, really. Thank you. you. Yeah. It's, it's been um, a labor of love. Yeah. Completely worth it. Well, and you can tell, cause like, you know, we've talked as we're talking, you're just, you're just lighting up with, um, you know, fire <laughs> to really with passion of how you, this excites you. So I love that you're talking about it. And I love that you're doing something that you love. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, um, just like getting to this place with together well and seeing how it can help people. We're just really excited to see how it will grow, you know? Um, and again, like just as a differentiating factor, like we really want to disrupt the mental health industry in terms of like the for-profit and nonprofit, like we want to help support therapists and so many organizations don't do that. Like Mm. we really want to bring it back. So we give, um, free complimentary educational events for all our therapists monthly. We like give them, um, like support groups to help support them in building their workshops Um, we give them professional discounts to other organizations that we partner with, um, valued over several hundred dollars. Um, so we, we really actively work to help create opportunities for the therapists that join our platform too. Mm, So if someone's a therapist right now and they're listening to this and they're like, wow, I really want to be able to jump on this. (laughs) Is there a way that they connect with you? Do they go to the website and uh, is there a thing for therapist only or what's next for them? Yeah, they can. There's a there's a button where it says like join together well. And so they can join and we offer three months free, like check it out, see if it's for you, you know, and if it's not for you, there's no commitment. We don't have any sort of like oh, you're terminating, you have to pay X value. We don't do that. So it's like, if you like it, cool. And if not, that's cool too, you know? 
So um, we do background check and do education and license verification of our facilitators to make sure that they are qualified to speak on what they're talking about, you know? Um, Nice. Nice. Yeah. And so um, after they sign up, then they go through that process and build their workshops. So so yeah, they can totally check it out. There's a fun animation on the join page that goes into more detail. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for asking. Oh, that's awesome. You've just covered all the bases from the therapist to people that really want to get help and just, you're just creating this, like you said, in the very beginning, a link to, um, as, as a resource for everyone. Yeah, we, we really are just excited to watch it grow. And so and so part of it is like getting the community to help spread the word about together well and like let people know because basically, you know, there's two audiences. There's the organizers who want workshops and then there's the therapists. And so right. really getting the word out to both communities. And as we grow, we'll get more opportunities. Um, and so if there's like a workshop that isn't on the site currently or someone doesn't specialize you can type it in. You can also reach out to us through our contact form and we'll help find a therapist in that space also. Mm-hmm. So over time, there'll be more generations of uh, workshops, but in the meantime, help us build it. Let us know what you want. You know, we'll, fi- we'll figure it out. I love that. I love that. And I love that you're willing to, to figure it out and to work with someone. Absolutely. It's all about connecting people. Mm-hmm. Agreed. <laughs> totally agree. Uh, so as a connector, just like you just said, what would your, what would you want to be remembered for? What would be your legacy? Mm. That is a great question. Um, yeah, I would say like when I think about like people at my funeral, <laughs> you know, and my mom was a mortician, so gotcha. I like, grew up around funerals. Um, you know, it's really about like, how did you, it, I, th- I think about it in a couple of ways. One is like, how did you make people feel, you know, that's what people remember. They don't remember what you say. It's all about like relationships and connection. And like, my love language is helping people. And so I hope that when people like, come to my funeral, like, they, they, they are there's like joy and love and like they felt that, you know, and my legacy, I hope that, you know, together well is a living, breathing organism that lives on. Um, so I think it's about like love and connection and that's what it boils down to. And that's what I want my legacy. To be. Mm, I love that. So beautiful and so needed, right? Love and connection is just so needed right now. It's so Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. 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 Um, and so where can people connect with you, your social media platforms, your website, all of that? Yeah. So we have an Instagram It's together. Well, org, org. Um, we have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter. Um, we just started a LinkedIn. We have a YouTube page, but they can, uh, I would say your Instagram is the most fun um, but come to our website and book a workshop, um, and spread the word to let people know about together. Well, we want to help as many people as we can. Um, and if there's any like direct questions, like hit us up through the website, let us know, reach out. Like we love to communicate. There's even a chat feature on our website so people can chat and we'll reply. 
Nice. So we're 100% volunteer. We have about 25 volunteers. Wow. Wow. Again, I just, you're just such an amazing soul and I love the work that you're doing. It it just is so needed, so needed to to really take that stigma away from mental health and be able to provide a a service um, to the masses in a workshop rather than just the one-on-one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, I, it, it excites me just thinking about like what this could do when it takes off more. Yeah. 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 But we need everybody all hands on deck, you know? I love it. I love it. Well, Michelle, it's been uh, an honor to have you on the show today. So thank you so much for taking time. I know you're busy taking time to be here. Oh my gosh. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's been an absolute delight and I just appreciate, you know, you having the space to connect people to hear their stories and, I appreciate being here. Thank you. And I always like to end with this question, and it is, uh, what was a phrase, scripture, or mantra that you are living by right now? That's a great one. I'm, I remembered by, so Bruce Perry, are you familiar with Bruce Perry by chance? Mm-mm. He's a psychiatrist who, or a medical doctor. He has done so much work with um, traumatized children. Mm-hmm. Um, and he has this great quote, um, relationships are the agents of change and the most powerful therapy is human love. Mm. So relationships are the agents of change and the most powerful therapy is human love. And that's what comes to me. Yeah. That's so apropos, like we just said for t- today, today, today in the world we're living in today. Wow. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Well, thank you for being here. And um, I'd love to, we'll have you, have to have you back on the show again. Would love it. Thank you so much. Hey, don't turn this off just yet. Does the thought of collaborating and connecting with a diverse group of creative thought leaders appeal to you? Do you have a compelling story and don't know where to start? Have you ever thought about writing a book and thought about writing the whole book is overwhelming? Well, we are looking for you. We want to connect and collaborate with other podcasters, coaches, and entrepreneurs who want to gain exposure. We are looking for other people who want to co-author a book with us. You can find out more details at firestartersbookproject.com.